0: Hello, my name is Danielle Casey, Senior Pastor of Triumphant Love Lutheran Church, located in Austin, Texas. I would like to welcome you as part of our family as you join us for the audio portion of our Sunday morning worship service today. You may also choose to watch this service as a video broadcast by looking for the YouTube link in the description of the podcast. You may also go to our website, tllc.org and look for the recorded Sunday worship service. Through this website, you can also find out more information about our congregation. Join us now as we begin our service. Hello, I'm Pastor Danielle Casey and we welcome you to worship where you are with Triumphant Love Lutheran Church on this Ash Wednesday. As we begin the journey of Lent, we are focusing on the theme, Covenant at the Crossroads. Because Lent lasts 40 days, if you haven't already picked up your special Crossroads devotion, please do stop by the church office sometime this week to pick up one of those. We begin our service with the traditional chanting of Psalm 51.
1: Be merciful, o Lord, for we have sinned. Be merciful, O Lord, we have sinned. Be merciful,
0: be with you. And
2: also with you.
0: We gather on this day to begin our Lenten journey with a day of penitence. We confess that we have sinned against God and our neighbors. We admit to ourselves our mortality, and we will leave with a sign of ashes. We will depart marked with a sign of death and destruction. We do so to remind ourselves of who we are and whose we are, we do so as a sign of repentance. Let us pray. Gracious God, create in us new and honest hearts, so that as we truly repent of our sins, we may receive full pardon and forgiveness. Call us forth to serve your holy purpose with acts of care and kindness toward all who are in need. Confident in the mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We sing the Kyrie.
1: In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for ourselves let us pray to the lord lord have mercy for the peace of the whole world for the well
0: Let us pray. Gracious God, out of your love and mercy you breathed into dust the breath of life, creating us to serve you and our neighbors. Call forth our prayers and acts of kindness, and strengthen us to face our mortality with confidence in the mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I invite our young people to gather around to join me for a children's message. it is good to be with you today, or perhaps by the time you're watching this, it is good to be with you tonight. Today is a very important day in the church. Do any of you know what it is? I'll give you a hint. It has the word Wednesday in it. Yes, maybe some of you said, Ash Wednesday. Today is Ash Wednesday, a day that marks the beginning of the season of Lent, a season that helps us to get ready for Easter. Now, if you're like me, you're probably thinking, I don't need any help to get ready for Easter. Tell that Easter bunny to come on and bring some extra chocolate. But then I remember that Easter is about more than baskets and chocolate and bunnies. What is Easter really about? Yes. Easter is about Jesus and Jesus' resurrection that saves all of us and gives us new life. So that is the season we're beginning today with the season of Lent to prepare us for that special day of Easter, to help us get ready for that big celebration of God's grace and love and salvation, this gift to us. And it is a day that we mark with a sign of ashes. And I remember when I was young, like you, I was not too sure about someone smudging black, dirty ashes all over my forehead. And today, this year, it's even a little bit different because we can't gather together. So you may have at your home these little Q-tip pastures packets that we gathered for you, and you can use them to mark the sign of ashes on your forehead by smudging it on your finger or just using the Q-tip itself. When I was little, I learned that we make those ashes by burning the palms, the palm branches that we waved the year before at the Palm Sunday Passion Service. And this reminds us that we, like these ashes, return to the earth, and yet from them will spring new life. From the old dead ashes of these dead palm branches, new palm branches will grow, just as we get new life through the gift of Easter. So we start by marking our foreheads with ashes, and then we continue to get ready by doing some special things. One is fasting. So oftentimes people give something up for Lent. Another is prayer. So we spend special time in prayer and scripture study and devotions. And another is alms, collecting a special offering for something or someone. And this year we have these Lent-to-go boxes that our children, youth, and family ministry team gathered together with special supplies to help you with all three of those, fasting and prayer and study, as well as giving alms. So we hope that you will come and pick one up if you haven't done so already so that through this 40 days of Lent you can get ready for Easter. But however well we may be prepared, or however much we may feel unprepared, the good news of Lent is this, that Easter always comes, that Jesus is always raised and raises us up to new life as well. Just as God long ago made all of creation out of the dust of the earth, so, God can make new life, so God can make beautiful things out of us and the ashy dust of this day as well. Will you pray with me? Our hands we fold, our heads we bow. It's time to talk to God now. Dear God, thank you for Jesus who helps us get ready for Easter makes beautiful things out of dust and makes beautiful things out of us amen we turn to our readings for this day
2: a reading from the prophet joel blow the trumpet in zion sound the alarm on my holy mountain let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the lord is coming It is near, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like the blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Rend to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relents from the punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord, your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even the infants at the breast, let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priest, the minister of the Lord, weep. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not make their heritage a mockery. A byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, Where is their God? Word of God, word of life, thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the Gospel.
1: Listen, listen, God is calling. Through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Listen, listen, God is calling. Through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Jesus gave his mandate. Share the good news. That he came to save us and set us free. Listen, 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 God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort and joy. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness.
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward." But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who sees in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. The Gospel of the Lord.
2: Thanks be to God.
0: We sing.
1: Listen. Listen, God is calling, through the word inviting. Offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy Listen, 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 God is calling Through the word inviting Offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy Help us to be faithful Standing steadfast Walking in your precepts Led by your word Listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy.
0: How many of you have a favorite Lent or Ash Wednesday memory or story? I know it's not exactly the kind of church holy day that lends itself to those, but here's mine. It happened several years ago at a congregation that I served previously. I was talking with this blended family over the pre-service Ash Wednesday dinner down in our fellowship hall, And in our conversation, I learned that while half of the family had grown up in a church life, they grew up without the liturgical season of Lent. So they had never experienced Ash Wednesday. They knew almost nothing about it and were asking me all sorts of questions about the service. And I was delighted that they were so thoughtful so curious about it all. But it was not until we were in the sanctuary later that evening that I realized just how excited the youngest member of the family, Tate, was about this Ash Wednesday experience. As the sermon ended during the service, the invitation to Lent had been announced and people began making their way to the front of the sanctuary for the imposition of ashes. And true to the solemnity of the moment, the congregation fell quite silent except for the light penitential singing of the selected hymns. Many who came forward had their eyes cast down in reverence. Others were noticeably crying, but all were very somber. And one by one, they heard those ancient words, "'You are dust, and to dust you shall return.'" as those black ashes were smudged above their brows in the shape of a cross. As I moved down the row, I saw a strange sort of movement out of the corner of my eye. It seemed odd, but I was quite sure that I saw someone not solemnly walking, but rather running, bursting to the front of the sanctuary. I looked over and saw Tate. I pressed my thumb into the container of ashes, and he watched with wonder, his eyes glistening like it was Christmas Eve. He pushed back this full head of bangs he had with his bowl haircut and exposed his forehead with gusto and revealed this toothless grin with excitement, the likes of which I have never seen on Ash Wednesday before or since. It was all I could do to contain myself. Actually, truth be told, I did not contain myself. But that story aside, I can't really think of a favorite Ash Wednesday or Lent memory. And I imagine most of you couldn't either. Which leads me to wonder if Lent is in trouble. Let me explain. Most of us have a favorite church holiday or season. For some, it's Christmas with the family get-togethers and all the presents. Some of us have a favorite secular holiday or season, something like 4th of July with the warmth of summer and the fireworks and trips to the lake. But each year, as this liturgical season rolls around, it strikes me that very few of us would pick Lent as our favorite church season. Even that precious boy Tate, who was so excited a few years ago, later groaned about coming to Ash Wednesday as he became a teenager. I mean, I'm a pastor, and even I don't go around crossing off the days on the calendar until Ash Wednesday arrives all giddy with excitement. I mean, I'm a pastor, and even I don't really like Lent all that much. What's to like after all? So perhaps it's time we face the music and admit it. Lent may be in trouble. And the trouble with Lent is fairly obvious. Just look at our readings for Ash Wednesday. We start with Psalm 51, confessing to God before one another, for I know my offenses and my sin is ever before me. So you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Or as we hear in Joel, the day of the Lord is coming. It is near, a day of darkness and gloom. The Lord says, return to me with all your heart, with weeping and with mourning, rend your hearts and not your clothing. But perhaps Matthew takes the cake. I mean, literally. He takes the cake and all other foods away, beginning, and when you fast, say no more. And when you fast, come on, except for the occasional pre-summer crash diet, who fasts anymore? And there's the trouble with Lent. It's no wonder fewer and fewer churches and members observe this ancient tradition. So let's face it. Maybe Lent is in trouble. There are no presents or chocolate or fun. We are actually asked to give things like that up. We hear words instead like penitence and sacrifice, prayer, meditation, charity. Former Luther Seminary professor David Lowe says, as best I can tell, there are two kinds of people when it comes to Lent. There are those who flat out don't observe Lent, who give up Lent for Lent. And there are those who do observe Lent, but complain about what a pain it is both seem to be wondering the same thing. Why Lent? I mean, who really needs it anyway? To be honest, each year I find myself asking that very same question. And this year I found myself asking it even more intensely and frequently after this year we have all experienced. Do we really need Lent? Do we really need penitence and sacrifice, prayer and meditation and charity this year? Do I really need Lent, I wonder to myself? I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty dusty on my own these days. My energy, my imagination, My spirit feels parched to the point of being like this gritty concoction of dried palm leaves burned in the fire. I feel like ashes, simultaneously heavy and light, simultaneously weighed down by the fatigue of this last year and so light and fragile that the smallest sigh might scatter and send me over the edge. Maybe you do too. While I was glad to get ashes put on Q-tips so that you could still participate in this sacred ritual of Ash Wednesday, I was not at all glad that you couldn't be here to have the ashes marked by hands with eyes locked in a moment of common humanity and shared amens. Because I am feeling pretty dusty on my own, I wasn't sure that I cared for or could handle more ashes being heaped on my head this year. I contemplated giving up Lent for Lent this year, as David describes. I wasn't sure I could handle yet another crossroads moment this year. But then I remembered that buried beneath the ashes that mark this season's beginning is hope. A pervasive hope that outlasts these 40 days. It is that pervasive hope that led Tate to run to get his ashes. It is that pervasive hope that drove so many of you to come up to church to pick up your own ashes so that you could still quite literally mark this day. So as gritty and dusty as these ashes are, they are also beautiful for the hope they impart. They are beautiful for the covenant, the promise that they represent. When we enter Lent, maybe, perhaps, we see that Lent is not so much a crossroads marked by the work we do for God, but rather by God's gift to us. I think David Lowe's is right when he says, maybe Lent isn't ours to scoff at or observe. Maybe Lent is actually God's. Maybe Lent is God's gift to a starving people, a people starved for meaning, for courage, for comfort, for life, starved for grace, for promise, starved for this cruciform covenant. Because this cross certainly reminds us of Jesus' death, but more powerfully reminds us of his resurrection. This is God's promise to us, God's covenant with us, that by dying to ourselves, there is rising with Christ. So yeah, I don't want Lent, but I need Lent. And to tell you the truth, I suspect that you do too. Perhaps Lent isn't in trouble after all. Rather, it is we who are in trouble if we don't accept God's gift of Lent. Perhaps Lent isn't in trouble after all, rather it is we who are in trouble if we attempt to arrive at Easter's empty cross without first living through Lent's ashy cross. Perhaps Lent isn't in trouble after all, but rather we who are in trouble if we don't arrive to this day with a bit of that expectation that Tate had on his first Ash Wednesday. Perhaps Lent isn't in trouble after all. Rather, it is we who are in trouble if we forget that buried beneath the ashes that mark this season is the pervasive hope of God's promise to us. Beneath this ash is a cruciform covenant. Amen. sing. Christ, today with the whole church, we enter the time of remembering Jesus' Passover from death to life, and our life in Christ is renewed. We begin this holy season by acknowledging our need for repentance and for God's mercy. We are created to experience joy in communion with God, to love one another, and to live in harmony with creation but our sinful rebellion separates us from God, our neighbors, and creation, so that we do not enjoy the life our Creator intended. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to a discipline that contends against evil and resists whatever leads us away from love of God and neighbor. I invite you, therefore, to the discipline of Lent, self-examination and repentance prayer and fasting sacrificial giving and works of love strengthened by the gifts of word and sacrament let us continue our journey through these 40 days to the great three days of jesus death and resurrection let us confess our sin in the presence of god and of one another. Most holy and merciful God, we confess to you and to one another and before the whole company of heaven that we have sinned by our fault, by our own fault, by our own most grievous fault in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. Have mercy on us, O God. We have shut our ears to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, O God. Our past unfaithfulness, The pride, envy, hypocrisy, and apathy that have infected our lives, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our negligence in prayer and worship, and our failure to share the faith that is in us, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our neglect of human need and suffering, and our indifference to injustice and cruelty, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our waste and pollution of your creation and our lack of concern for those who come after us, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Restore us, O God, and let your anger depart from us. Hear us, O God, for your mercy is great. I now invite you to take your ashes, or if you have oil at home, you may use that, or simply make the sign of the cross if you don't have either. You may use your ashed Q-tip, smudging it on your finger. As you mark the sign of the cross, say, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Accomplish in us, O God, the work of your salvation, that we may show forth your glory in the world. By the cross and passion of your Son, our Savior, bring us with all your saints to the joy of his resurrection. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the holy spirit keep us in eternal life amen
3: people of god we are marked with ashes we are but dust only jesus can change our unclean souls let us pray trusting in christ to have mercy on us according to his faithful love hear us O god Your mercy is great. God of mercy, let the ashes we wear be a sign of our commitment to honor you, not only with fasting, but with action. Open our eyes to see our abundance. Open our hearts to share food with the hungry. Provide homes for the destitute and clothe the naked. Have mercy on us according to your faithful love. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Let the ashes we wear be a sign of our commitment to free the oppressed, heal the hurt, repair the broken, renew the earth. Have mercy on us according to your faithful love. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Let the ashes we wear be a sign of our commitment to your ways and your purposes. Teach us your truth. Speak words that bring wholeness to us, our communities, and our world. Have mercy on us according to your faithful love. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Merciful God, you formed us from the dust of the earth. You cleansed us in the waters of baptism. Bless us on our journey through Lent and lead us to the joyous light of Easter and eternal life with you. We trust in your forgiveness and steadfast love. Hear us, O God. Amen.
0: The peace of Christ be with you always please share a sign of Christ's peace with one another and with those you meet throughout your week. Your continued support of our ministries is greatly appreciated. Our 2021 special offering recipients are shown on your screen. Please mark any special Lenten offerings as such. To give to our ministry, please mail in or drop off your offering. You may also give online by visiting our website or by scanning the QR code seen on your screen. Together we are forming faith from roots to fruit. Let us pray. Faithful God, you walk beside us in desert places, and you meet us in our hunger with bread from heaven. Accompany us in this meal, that we may pass over from death to life with Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And
1: also with you. Lift up your heart, we lift them to the
0: Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to
1: give our thanks and praise.
0: In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught. We now invite you to share the body and blood of Christ, serving yourself and those around you. Those who do not receive the elements may receive a sign of blessing in the shape of a cross on the forehead. This is the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. Let us pray. God of steadfast love, at this table you gather your people into one body for the sake of the world. Send us in the power of your spirit that our lives bear witness to the love that has made us new. In Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, amen. And receive the blessing. You are what God made you to be, created in Christ Jesus for good works chosen as holy and beloved, freed to serve your neighbor. God bless you that you may be a blessing. In the name of the holy and life-giving Trinity, amen. Peace. Remember the poor. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you for listening to our message today. We
2: are Triumphant Love Lutheran Church and are affiliated with the Southwest Texas Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. We are located in Austin, Texas. You can follow us on our website, www.tllc.org. We look forward to you seeking us out as our podcast progress and further episodes are added. You have a great day, and may the Lord be with you.